Hey there, week seven of high school football here in Kansas City on the Kansas City, Missouri sides. It's another episode of Snap Tackle Pod coming your way. This is it. Nick Schaefer of KSHB 41. I'm working right here at KSHB 41, yes. a brand new newsroom. Um, Dion, you're getting kind of like a peek behind the curtain here, kind of a first look. I, our, our yeah, I know. Room. It wasn't quite wasn't quite done when I was there for sound off a few weeks ago. And uh, so it's uh it's if you ever get invited again, you'll see it. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I th- I, well, you never know. It just depends on, on if I get that email or text on a, on a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, Sunday. Well, no, I'm jealous fun, of you. Though. You're at your home slash office. Yes. Office slash home. Yes. We got the dog over here gnawing on a big rawhide. So that ought to keep him busy for a while before he gets all needy on us. So yeah. uh, at the nighttime, uh, for the, pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, the dog in the nighttime is uh, very much wanting attention. In the morning, he likes to sleep. So when we, when we record this yeah. in the morning, he's pretty docile. But uh, in the evening, he's ready to he's ready to rock and roll. And w- what a world it would be if you had maybe I don't know other rooms in the house you could put the dog in. <laughs> well, this is the dog's room, so you know. Okay. Yeah. He's, a, he's not even two years. Face. He's he's not even two year old. It's like having a freaking baby. I mean, he's not even two year old <laughs> lab. Uh, and so it's you got to you got to keep an eye on him and try and wear him out. We've stumbled across a, a nice little thing while we're making dinner. As long as the weather's nice, my son goes outside with him about half hour, 45 minutes. That usually wears out a lot of energy right there, and he's usually pretty good the rest of the rest of the evening. So 20 minute walk for my dog every single morning, half mile around uh kind of around the block. And uh she's good after that. She's she's yeah. done for. She'll sleep 15 hours a day. Uh so that's it. If only I could do that with uh you know my kids. Uh that way. Yes. You know. Yes. Um I'll, let's get to it here. What a weekend of football. I mean. We'll start with the Chiefs and the NFL, right? But then also the college level with KU and K-State and Mizzou almost knocking off uh, number one. But then wild weekend on the Kansas or Kansas and Missouri sides too in, uh, in high school football. And, I mean, St. James and St. Pius. Are we seeing just like a repeat of St. James year from last year where they started 0-4 and then they just go on a run and start killing people? Because they started 0-3 this year. Then they beat Aquinas. Then they beat a really good St. Pius team this week. Well, I, I think they're they're settling into form. Um, they're still playing with their backup quarterback, uh, Boydston, and uh, he, you know, it's I did an interview with, with Coach Dryling. He said he was tough, man. He goes, he'd get out of the pocket and make plays, and that's what mm. Coach Ranky says about him. He goes, you know, he's he's their starting safety, and when Sammy Wheeler comes back, he will probably go right back to safety, which will make that defense even better. He goes, he said, but he loves him just because he makes plays. Uh, and really, their defense is is what's gotten better uh, in the last few weeks. They've really done a good job of of holding teams down. They did that to Aquinas. They did that to St. Pius. Uh, you can really see the size difference between Pius and, and uh, St. James. Uh, you can see Pius, Pius looked a little bit like a class two team playing up in class three or four <laughs> against a, mm-hmm. a, a St. James team that looks like they could probably run with some class five teams, you know, in on both sides of the state line. So I think they, they're playing real well. You know, me is undefeated. They've got Aquinas this week. Uh, so it's going to be interesting there in 4A. Not to mention teams like Eudora and Lewisburg, and Baser Linwood and teams like that that are that are playing pretty well as well. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Catholic school battles across the state line, Rockhurst took on St. Thomas Aquinas last week, and kind of an odd game. Then you know Aquinas got out to the early lead, and then Rockhurst rattles off twenty four unanswered points and wins it, kind of going away thirty two to eleven. Yeah, and Coach Trolley said he goes they had like two hundred they just couldn't get the ball in the end zone, the two hundred fifty yards you know to like to like a hundred. And that 80 of that was on the flea flicker touchdown, the first play from scrimmage that, that Rockhurst had. So 
he said he felt like they they just weren't finishing really well. Uh, but Rockers, you're seeing now, Rockers is kind of getting uh, getting healthy. They got some guys back. Uh, they I doubt they will lose again. Um, you know, they've got Blue Springs this week, and then they got Salou, and they close with Harmon. Uh, so I, I think they're probably got a pretty good shot of being five and four. Aquinas is, you know, when Aquinas came out and beat St. James or beat uh, Blue Valley Northwest and mm-hmm. Blue Valley West first couple weeks of the season, I think you and I both were like, oh, okay, well, they're maybe yeah, you know, not that we thought they were going to be bad. Not that we thought they were going to be bad, just that they didn't, that they maybe weren't not at the level they've been in the past. And then they come out and play really well the first three weeks. Then the last two weeks, they've, they've kind of been down. So, you know, that's a Aquinas team that could be three and three after this week with Miege. Uh, and, and I still think they're very dangerous. I mean, you, you know, that's a, Randy Drawing does such a fantastic job and they have an identity. They know who they are. They're just going to try and get some things figured out and finish, finish a little bit more on their drives. And, and I think they'll be okay, but they've had a tough run. It's going to continue too, right? Yeah. The, the EKL and you look kind of the round Robin of those four, a Catholic schools over in Kansas, Miege and St. James and uh, Aquinas, if Miege does get the win this week, they would, you know, kind of be 2-0 and in that early round, Robin. Mm-hmm. Of course, the, 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 the big games that count are coming up in the uh, in the playoffs, and you'd have a St. James team that would be 1-1, and and, and an Aquinas team that would be 0-2. But, I mean, it's kind of like EKL's kind of be really, really parody, right? There's yeah. a lot of parody in it this, this year. To where, like, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Aquinas jumps up and beats me this week. Well, and I think you know, for the, for those three teams, the biggest thing is is you want to find yourself not on the same. You want you want the other two on the other yeah. side of the bracket. It yeah. doesn't really matter where you are. You just want two to the other two on the other side of the bracket. Absolutely. If um, you're like if you're like a two seed, you want the others to be like a uh, four and five, right? Yeah, to where one and four. They're, and they're five, playing each four. other, and yeah. you wouldn't play the winner until like the uh, the state semifinals. Yeah, that's exactly how they that the, they'll want that to be, and um, and then like I said, you know, there's a Chanute team that's undefeated. Uh, they're going to have something to say about it. To, and then of course, Eudora, Lewisburg, Baser, those teams are all. Um, I don't know if they've got the horses to do it, but they're they're pretty. They've got some talent. Eudora, Eudora, and Lewisburg have got some talent. Um, yeah. And and then you you know, come up on some ta- like a Tonganoxie and a Baser. Those teams that are just really well coached, even though they aren't as quite as talented as they've been in the past. Yeah. Uh, all right, just on the Missouri side, is Park Hill and Park Hill South for the first time in how long? I I, I didn't know that they it, they, had, they uh, played the playoffs last year, but regular season I think it had been like regular five season years. game. Yeah. It had been years, right? Yeah, like 2017 I think was the last time. Wow. When Park Hill moved up to the gold, they didn't automatically keep that game on the schedule. They just you know did their scheduling thing, and uh, but now they're back in the same conference, so they're they're there. But I mean, like last year Park Hill South beat them in the playoffs, uh, but no Park Hill gets them this time. Kendrick Bell has a, another outstanding game, and and Briggs Bartosz of the week this week for yeah. And well, on the other side, Briggs Bartosz set the school record for yards in a game, combined yards. He threw for three hundred plus and ran for one hundred and fifty. Uh, you know, proving he may be one of the best just pure athletes playing football in the Metro. And so that's, is he, he's a quarterback now too. Yeah, he, you know, he played a little bit his sophomore year at quarterback, but then, then last year he was exclusively running back right pretty much a running back they've got another running back in his I'm, i apologize who's really good i think jones is his last name um and so they were kind of you know last year they the, the two years before i think briggs stepped in when somebody was hurt the the that two years ago and then last year i'm forgetting that kid's name they had a pretty good quarterback last year so you know he was a tailback exclusively and now he has the ability to do it i mean he can't suck at throwing the ball if he's throwing for 300 yards oh, you're, you're probably doing some things <laughs> yeah I mean, you're right. not just you're not just throwing it up, you know. I mean, they've got good receivers. Don't don't get me wrong; they've got a, a lot of good athletes at Park Hill South. But 
Um, no, Coach Palmer, you know, that when you look Dar- at Darian Jones, yeah, Darian Jones, yeah, I knew, I knew Jones. I, um, but if you look at that district, that is the Liberties, the Blue Springs, the Park Hills, um, Rockhurst, and Staley. Yeah. So right now you've got, you know, Liberty North is out there by themselves, Blue Springs. Then you got like four teams that are two and four, I think. Um, you've got a couple four and two teams in Staley and um and blue spring south then liberty's three and three and rock is two and four and right now liberty just because of the points is ahead of blue spring south you're going to have from two to two to seven and maybe even two to eight depending on how blue springs finishes and they may pick off somebody else as well that are all just kind of very similar teams and and they're you know fighting to get into that spot you know try to get that two three spot if you can um to get on the other side of liberty north blue springs south has liberty north this week uh, and so the, it's, that's a district that is really, you know, a lot of times you got two or three teams at the top and then there's maybe one in the middle and then there's a bunch of other teams that aren't very good. That one is two through seven and almost eight because, you know, blue Springs has got a couple wins in there as well. Uh, that is really pretty even all the way around. Yeah. All right. So a game on the Kansas side, I want to talk about, uh, Olathe the North 13, uh, Gardner Edgerton two, what the heck happened in that game? Cause it was two, nothing, two, nothing late in the third quarter, Dion. I told, you, Gardner. I told you last week that it was going to be a good old-fashioned Sunflower League game. I just didn't yeah. know it was going to be a 1965 Sunflower League game. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> With punts and, punts and safeties all over the place. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I remember he texted me like, is that right? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's one of those like, you know, Gardner usually uses digital scout, but they didn't didn't have it done this week. So I was, you know, we we're going off of the off of the tweets and I'm like double checking. And it's like, no, it's the price, the AD, who's – Whose nails at tweeting out scores? Uh, he, he's tweeted out two nothing, and I'm like, no, no, Price. If Price says that's what it is, that's what it is. Well, and I believe it was the Gardner offense was the only unit that didn't score because the Gardner defense scored, the Olathe the North defense scored. They had a pick six, and the Olathe the North offense, offense. scored a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, and they were coming in averaging all kinds of points. So, uh, you know, and Gardner's still a pretty good team. Olathe the North is a good team. A uh, little preview to next week. You got uh, Latham North and Mill Valley. Um, yeah, they're kind of. They got one more game. You know, one more week to go, and you got to avoid trap games. But it's looking like that could very well be not only a matchup of unbeaten's, but Dion. I it could end up being the only unbeaten left in six A and the only unbeaten left in five A because Mays, who's also unbeaten in five A, they take on Derby this Derby. week, who's got a loss already. Manhattan, I believe, is the only other undefeated, undefeated in 6A. They took on a really good Junction City team. So that could – I mean, it, it, after next week, we might only have one undefeated team left in the big classes in Kansas. Yeah, and, and that's it's definitely going to be an interesting game with that those two get together. And who knows if some teams lose in front of them. Like, I mean, Olathe North could be up there. <laughs> It could be, it could, you're right. Yeah. It could be number one in six A against number one in, in yeah. five A. Olathe North's got some teams to jump. I mean, they would need uh, Mays to beat Derby probably and Junction City to beat Manhattan and make that jump. But yeah, and shoot, who knows if Mays beats Derby, maybe all everybody leapfrogs Mays over Mill Valley. Uh, I but, don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be a great win, but uh, yes. maybe a little down Derby team. But uh, but yeah, no, the, the, it's uh, it, it's shaking out to be a really really good contest here in a couple of weeks. But we. Uh, aren't there yet so let's no. let's talk about week uh what is it six in kansas week seven over in missouri and let's get to the remax big three here and as i'm clicking i'm pretty sure aquinas 
Miege is in there, right? Holy War. Yeah. You Let's start on that. Let's start in Kansas. Start with Aquinas Miege, a uh, a matchup we've kind of already already talked about, but uh, I mean the Stags have separated themselves as the team to beat in the EKL, which is saying something. Yeah, they have. And and Mac Armstrong's completing 80% of his passes. And it's not like he's throwing it 12 times a game. I mean, they're throwing mm-hmm. it 25, 30 times a game and he's, he's at 80%. He, you know, spreads it around just hyper accurate. What a year uh, he's had. He's had a fantastic year. Um, and I know that coach Holmes is uh, just really thinks highly of him. And I, I think a lot of people do, I, you know, just from talking to other coaches, they're like, man, he's good. He's, and he's, pretty good kid and, and you know it's like a lot of people are, are excited to see you know he's not the biggest guy in the world he's not he's not your standard six three six four guy but he just is goes out and plays and makes football plays and that's that's in the grand scheme of things as much as we love recruiting and college football and all that fun stuff that's what friday nights are about kids going out mm-hmm. and making plays and having fun and he's a that team is really playing well that being said it's aquinas and if aquinas gets out there and you know like against rockers last week if they punch in a couple of those touchdowns and get that lead. Now you're playing from behind with Aquinas. Mm-hmm. And even though Miege can score quickly, it's tough because they if they get going, they don't give you the ball. Even if they don't score, sometimes you just don't have your hands on the ball. So, you know, that's the recipe that they're going to look to do, just like they did against Blue Valley West and Blue Valley Northwest. You know, St. James and, and Rockhurst both got ahead of them and, and kept them out of what they wanted to do. So, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. All right, let's uh, take a look at another kind of a sneaky great game uh, this week, Dion. Two teams, they're just kind of humming along, especially DeSoto. Four and one on the season. Their only loss is to 6A Washburn Rural. Mm-hmm. And they're taking on Piper, who's three and two, has a one-point loss to a really good baser Linwood team. And their other losses to Washburn, Washburn Rural. Rural. Is, is Rural playing just an all-4A schedule here? <laughs> What's going on there? Well, I, I, I kind of fell in love with that answer. Let's talk about this matchup. I think it's a good one. And, and you know, they're, they're, it's funny because they have, they played each other, I think, occasionally in the playoffs when they were in both in 4A, but DeSoto's been in 5A now for a while. It's been a, it's been a long time. Oh, but they, yeah, pass, they sorry. passed DeSoto's each other. DeSoto's 5A. I misspoke yeah. there. But I mean, but, four. but they're but both, they, uh, they're both in the Kansas Conference. Yes. Yeah. But they, but, but they did this when the United Kansas Conference opened up. Piper went over to the frontier and DeSoto came from the frontier over to the UKC. And now Piper kind of came back in yep. uh, with a lot of those old Cal, Cal Valley teams that are in the UKC. UKC, adding Topeka Seaman and Topeka West along, and they had Shawnee Heights in there as well. I didn't know what to think about that. It's actually, I, I like that conference a lot. It's actually lengthened it a little bit. Um, you know, Topeka West is probably down on the bottom end of that, but uh, Seaman's a solid team and Shawnee Heights is playing better this year. But Piper, uh, Coach Black, I, I got a chance to interview him for the first time and uh, real, you know, is a Piper guy, you know, he graduated from there. He coached there in the nineties. And as he said, he thought he was going to get the head coaching job and it didn't work out. So he has coached a few other places, uh, in the past. And, and now he's back at Piper and, uh, you know, that they've got a lot of talent on that, on that Piper team and DeSoto, of course, you know what they do. They're going to, they're going to run flex bone at you. They're going to be option football and not let you touch it. And, and, uh, no, it's going to, that's, I think that's a game that with Piper coming back in with Baser and Lansing and, and those teams mm-hmm. and, and now DeSoto, those are going to be fun little round robin games. And and who's to say that Piper and Baser aren't in 5A here in the next five to 10 years? So they all could be in the same in the same side of the bracket here pretty yeah, quick. Next year when the, it comes out for the next cycle. Um, yeah, and look, look, do you like that the, the – it seems like the bridge um, has been – I mean, the, the gap has been bridged, I guess, um, between Topeka and Kansas City this year on the, on the Kansas side. Uh, you have, you have what you have those Topeka teams joining the UKC and then uh, what uh, Highland, Park Highland Park coming over part of that what Metal Art Conference right you know and I think I think it, in the 
first you think it really helps us to peak a team. I mean, like Highland Park is in with, you know, the, the KCK schools in Atchison that, that are more apples to apples for them. They're playing in that centennial that I think had, didn't that have Manhattan and, yeah. and all those teams. And it was tough for them to kind of take a step up. Seaman and uh, well, Shawnee Heights came over when the UKC opened, but Seaman and West they're, they're more in with some teams that are more like them and size wise. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, I think it's better. I, you know, and I, you live out that way. I mean, how, how far of a drive is it from Western Shawnee or DeSoto? To, well, I mean, I Western mean, Shawnee, like the East side to peak is like 40 minutes. I mean, yeah. tops. And so it's, it's not a bad drive. I mean, you're making that, I mean, you know, within the uh, Sunflower League, you're maybe going, I don't know, let's see here. Well, or maybe did. a yeah, Gardner all the way up to, you know, a, a Shawnee Mission North or something like yeah. that. That's a good 35 minutes. So, you know. Well, I mean, think about it like this. If you're DeSoto and you're back, if you're in the Frontier League, you're going to Lewisburg. You're going to, you know, I mean, saying, I mean, it's, that's not, you know, that's just as close to go to Topeka as it is to, to that. So, no, I, I think it's a good move for those schools. And, and, and like, I, you know, I, this is, there's going to be a lot of good games, especially if, if like I said, Piper and, and uh, Baser, you know, Lansing is always kind of up and down, up and down, up and down on that line, too. If they're all in five, if, if, if they all could be in 5A for football, that makes that league just that much better because it's apples to apples. And, and, you know, you get a lot of good head to heads you know, in there. So that'll definitely uh, make it, I think they'll make all of them better. Yeah, And watch out. Look, look, Mill Valley moved up to 6A and everything, but football this year, big classes coming through the football side next time yeah. around might be up as a small 6A team that, that would, that would change things a lot in both those classes, 5A and 6A. We'll see here when the next cycle uh, comes through, but we forward on here to Friday, your third rematch three game is also in the UKC. Yep. Baser, Baser, Lincoln, and, Lansing, and yep. Lansing. Yeah. And, you know, and, and Lansing's got some close losses, but they played their best football the last two weeks against teams they should be and be handily in Topeka, West, and Turner. Um, Baser had that loss, but they've bounced back. But, you know, they've got, you know, Lansing's got a win over Topeka Seaman uh, or Shawnee Heights in the first week. And and so these teams are, it's it's funny because the coaches are friends. Uh, Coach mm-hmm. Stahlbaumer at Baser, Lincoln, Coach Pollard, you know, and, uh, and he said he he said he thinks uh, Pollard said he's pretty sure that the Stall Bomber's still mad at him when the Piper came and beat him in the playoffs a few years ago. <laughs> it's a, and so it's a it's they, they they coach together in the Shrine game, so it's you know really good coaching staffs on both sides. And I think Lansing's really seeing an uptick uh, in what they're doing, and and you know they're throwing the ball all over the yard a little bit more this year. Uh, so and, and Pollard goes he goes I think the fans like that. I mean you know come out and see the ball in the air a little bit. So that's a uh, that's that's gonna be a fun game, and and we know how well coached baseball Linwood is as well and 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 it's uh like that league to me when it formed i didn't know and now that it's kind of got its footing it really has taken and made itself its own unique kind of that 4a 5a hybrid league and it's got it's really come along with an identity and and it's fun to watch all right over on the missouri side your remax big three begins with raytown and william crispin why do you like that matchup well they're both three and three Uh, they're both similar type teams um uh, it's a positioning game uh, for both of them in the conference. And uh, they're not in the same district, but it's, you know, that's a head to head game you want to kind of see. And they're, they're both, you know, got a lot of uh, really good talented players. Uh, so it's, it, it is a, a good test for both teams in the right spot. Week seven, you don't necessarily want to see somebody that you're just way better than um, sometimes, you know, you, you want to be able to be tested those last few weeks as you go in the playoffs and both these teams will get a good test uh, this week. Yeah. North Kansas City is going to Oak Park. I mean, Oak Park five and one. They uh, fell last week for the first time. It took a great effort by Lee Summit. They won by seven 
Yeah. Uh, the Tigers did. And then you have North Kansas City, the Hornets also five and one on the uh, season odd. It's the, uh, the that one loss to a r- struggling Platte County team, which kind of shows you the parody over on that side too. Well, and, and, you know, I, I think that, I think that personally, I, I mean, I know that North Kansas City is good, um, but I think that maybe I, I personally have overlooked them a little bit. They are, they're not flashy. I mean, they don't have to out there throwing the ball around. But defensively, they're as good as anybody in the city at any level. They got some hosses over there. Yeah, and and I think that they're a team that is finding itself offensively. And I think that uh, Andy Meyer, who does work for us, uh, came up with a stat when we were doing our radio show that they hadn't scored over 40 points in back-to-back games since 2018. That's C.J. Price time. So, I mean, that's – I mean, you know, the, the, don't let North Kansas City get an offense that balances out that defense because they can go shut you out if they need to. But if they only have to hold you to 10 or 20 points, it's a lot tougher to beat that team. You know what I'm saying? They can, I mean, and they're, cause they're probably going to hold you to 10 or 20, no matter what. Yep. And if they're able to put 25, 30 on the board, you're going to, they're going to win a lot of football games. Oak park. Uh, Lee summit is so Jekyll and Hyde. You don't know. They got shut out by Lee summit West. I think two weeks before that. Mm-hmm. And then they go and they play an Oak park team is pretty good. And they score on them. So I, I'm not really sure what to think about that. I, you know, Oak park might've been got looking ahead to North Kansas city and, and, and looking at, at scores on a sheet and not really, Thinking about Lee Summit, I, I don't know if Coach Clemens wouldn't want to think that, but this is going to be an outstanding atmosphere at Oak Park at the high school. Um, I think this is their second year playing, I think, full seasons out there. at the, And it's a, a great venue, and I, and I think that uh, it's that's one of the marquee matchups of the week. All right, so we've talked all year long about Blue Springs South and, you know, how, how good the Jags have been this season. That time to prove it, right? Your last uh, REMAX Big 3 game of the week is going to be Blue Springs South hosting uh liberty north a, a liberty north team that was kind of slowed in the first half a little bit last week by blue springs dion yeah they i mean I, i'm wondering not that they're bored but i mean liberty north they've done that a couple times this year i think with liberty in the first half they were like tied and then they hung the next 40 points on them so yeah. that's kind of they kind of go away but you know blue Springs south won they beat least west 10-7 last week and so that was a different way to win they weren't scoring 50 points in back-to-back games you know, they, they had, they were leading Grain Valley and they fumbled on their own 20 and Grain Valley punched it in. They were like one play away from kneeling it out. And, you know, they, they had a bad fumble and, uh, that, that, you know, they could easily be uh, five and one right now. This is their biggest test. I mean, they, you know, the, the defense at Liberty North is legit one through 11 and um, probably has the best player in the city and Melvin Laster. And, uh, you know, that, it's definitely going to be a big test for Blue Spring South. And I think that it, it, for them, you know, to be able to figure out where they're at in terms of, yeah, they've had some good wins. Now you're going to, you know, test the best. And they close out with Blue Springs and Liberty the last two weeks. Uh, so they've got a really good opportunity right here. Win or lose this game, if they can keep it close, they've got a shot at finishing second in the district and guaranteeing themselves at least one home playoff game or at least t- two home playoff games if they win that first one. Mm-hmm. Um, for a team that went 1-19 and and 4-31 and or 4-27, and the mm-hmm. three years before that, they're four and two this year. I, you know, that's 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 just a miracle job over there. Um, but Liberty North's really good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not picking Blue Spring South. I can tell you that right now. Uh, it, but if they if they find a way to keep it close, those kids those kids believe they pulled some games out in the second half. So we'll find out. We will. Another game I like is uh, Odessa traveling to Center. Uh, Yellow Jackets. Uh, they're just they're just they just keep rolling here. But a good Odessa squad coming in. Yeah, it's a good Odessa squad, and it's a good test for them. They play – center plays Pleasant Hill next week. Pleasant Hill's undefeated, ranked number two in Class 3. 
Um, center, I think, is up to four in uh, – they are four in class four. So uh, this is a good test for them so they don't get caught looking ahead uh, because Odessa is not a team you want to do that against Mark Thomas and his staff. They always are, are well-prepared, even though their numbers aren't great. And this is actually a game where these two teams have about the same amount of numbers in terms of players. Uh, but you can see that they're both really well-coached. And Odessa's got a couple losses, but they're they're still a really solid football team. And center last week, just really impressive against the Harrisonville team that's been getting better. And, um, you know, you can talk about uh, Joseph Vick and, and Ja'Cory Love and Armand Russell, the receiver, and they've got the good linemen. There's a lot of really good players on that team. And and, and one to 22, they're, they're pretty solid. And, um, but they've got to be careful here. Don't get caught looking ahead. It's a home game. Uh, go out. They got to go out and take care of their business. So against an Odessa team that's coming there to win a football game, not just to yeah. uh, be a good competition. All right, uh, an off the radar game here, Dion. Uh, that I just I just uncovered. We might find the the champ of the Meadowlark League this week as Atchison hosts Topeka Highland Park, which yeah. has really been one of the biggest stories in Kansas High School football this year, from a sixty five game losing streak to a four game winning streak in a four and one season so far, heading into an Atchison team that's still undefeated. Atchison really has been pretty dominant, um, you know, and they've got some good wins. And, and even one of the, like a win over Ottawa. Ottawa's a good win. Better, yeah. Ottawa's a lot better than people think. <laughs> they don't have a lot oh, of they wins. They play in the Frontier League. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They, they're a lot better this year. Uh, but Atchison's playing really well. Um, and in a league that has Sumner that's playing well, uh, Wyandotte's improved. Uh, Washington's a little better. Schlegel's a little bit better. Uh, Topeka Highland Park is a good team. And they've got that running back who is a legit player. And I, I think you're right. I think this FBS is the best type kid. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this is the this is the league championship right here, and and you know if Highland Park comes in and wins the league title their first year, uh, that says a lot about what they're able to do. But Jim Smith and Atchison have been around for a long time, and um, yeah. when they've got some good players, they usually win a lot of football games. That's a good football program. All right. What else do you want to talk about? That's about it. We had the first Simone meeting that's coming up. We've got a lot of great oh, stuff that's right, that's yeah. on the Simone site's going to start. I didn't miss that. One. Action. I was busy. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday night. I have a. I will preview. The first uh, new interview we're going to be putting up on the Simone site, uh, some guy named Evan Bame. Oh, nice. Uh, yes. Uh, it, I had gotten through him on Twitter, and uh, I, I'd sent him a message about a week ago, and then on uh, Sunday night during the Chiefs game, I get a message back from him. Hey, sorry. How's it going? <laughs> He's living in Nashville now with his wife, and – um, I see with the have... uh, Titans. Is he with I, anybody? I, no, I think he's, I think he's done. I don't think he's playing okay. football anymore, but uh, I will have all those answers uh, at two o'clock tomorrow afternoon, but looking forward to talking with him and uh, just a, a great guy, a former Simone, the only offensive lineman ever to win the Simone. Um, two-time Buck Buchanan, two-time Buck Buchanan winner. Um, just all around good dude could probably come and do what we're doing. Talking about football, probably even better. Right. Cause I know when, I know when he would come for Mizzou day at the Royals, They'd always bring him in the booth, and he was. I was like, "You need to, you need to be in a broadcast career, man, because he is, he is good on the mic and and just a good guy." And and uh, you know, a lot of us are are biased towards a kid like Evan because we've known him since he was a little kid <laughs> with his dad. But uh, no, a good guy, you know, all around athlete too. One of the best shot putters in the state, one of the best wrestler. wrestlers in the state in high school. Yeah, yeah. So one of the one of the great guys, and of course, he's a good Mizzou Tiger. Started all four years there. Took every you know every snap all four years and um you know just just a really good family good dude looking forward to chatting with him it's going to be a lot of fun and, and you know we're asking how long have you been in town covering high school sports uh i've been doing it since 91 92 so oh that's longer than i thought i was like yeah, I, I was, was late I, I wasn't even 21 when i first started working part-time at the examiner so i i've been here since 01 and it paid off i was in tampa for the chiefs bucks game 
on Sunday night, first play of the game, not even line of scrimmage under center play, the kickoff. Yeah, it's I missed it. Fumble Rashad White recovered uh, by um, Elijah Lee. Elijah Lee. And I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, that's that's center. And that's Blue Springs. That's a that's a Casey on Casey crime right there. Yeah. In the Kansas City game. No, and it's uh, yeah, I felt bad for Rashad having that fumble. You know, don't get me wrong. He bounced back, got a touchdown though in the uh, game. Yes, he's on my fantasy team. He's on my bench. I should have started him. Uh, I may. I've got some injuries. I, I had the, the the Denver tailback who blew out his knee, so I've got some guys to move up there. But uh, no, uh, great story for both those guys. And, and Rashad's and, been kind of an under the radar guy, right? Because he went JUCO and he kind yes. of ended up at Arizona State, and he really just blossomed there. And I can remember seeing him like, oh wait, he's just he's having a great career, and then he latches on the NFL and. I feel like we've we've given a lot more kind of pub and press to other Kansas City greats, and and, and Rashad's just kind of flown under the radar. But center he, played, he's had a, he's had he a played slot for them, and I'm I, I they had a tailback then who was just a, a man um, who was their tailback, and Rashad I'll tell you he probably could have been the tailback too. Is what Coach Salong said. Yeah. But look at what he did. You know, he, I think he went to like Nebraska Omaha or, or like Nebraska Kearney first and then went to Juco, then ended up at Arizona State. Uh, and then really, and then I kind of stumbled across him like first or second game last year at Arizona State. And they become they became kind of my Saturday night, late night team and yeah. watched him a lot last year. Uh, and and it's it's great to see. And, and I mean, he's the he, third round pick. Yeah, they're using him a lot. I mean, uh, you know, in an NFL where nobody's getting the ball 25, 30 times a game anymore. Being that third down guy for a team like the Bucks, who look yeah. like they're going to throw the crap out of the ball if they have to, yeah. which they did last week, uh, is, is a spot where he's going to be in. Like I said, he got a touchdown late and, and uh, good for him. And Elijah Lee making plays, um, you know, talk about, talk about some teams that had some players that 12 and 13 Blue Springs team had three NFL guys on there with the Davis yeah. boys and, Elijah and, and, and you know, uh, there was, right about that time was Malik Collins at center, right? Malik Collins was 2012. He was, in fact, that yeah. was the, he won the, the bell award that year. We did one of their games out in Oak Grove that year. Yeah, you uh, and I, when, when Aiden was uh, standing, I the brought my son there. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know, didn't know he'd be wearing a couple state championship rings when it was all well, so Yeah. It. He came to a couple of games of the week with me and then was on, Oh my gosh. He was probably on, uh, four or five games of the yeah. week on, on, uh, on spectrum in his career. So. Yeah, you know, it's you talk about Malik and uh you know, he's he's with the Texans and um doing real well well there and and uh you coach Long talks to him a decent amount and uh that's that you know, you see and then you know, they've got those two guys in Vic and I love and and I you know, Joseph Vic they could is be guys here too. Yeah, they could be too and um we've got a lot of guys that are playing in the league and I think it's his lot. You know, we're we're not talking about a guy named Braden Smith who's a starting tackle for the Colts who finished who finished second in the was it second did he finish second all three years he was a finalist all three years for the Buchanan. he did not win because he, he was never a, won oh my god no because he lost to evan bame and then elijah lee because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> elijah Ed bame won two in a row and then elijah won two in a row yeah. so yeah it's uh it, we've put out more linemen and you're seeing it now with Idrick hill and uh pj out of Ottawa up at north kansas city and yeah. Caden green and those guys uh anthony uh umba from lee summit north when they went to like a six offensive lineman package against Georgia last week, he was in as a true freshman playing. Felix Anudike Uzoma from uh, from K State gets some award like every week now. Yeah, he went to Lee Summit. Yeah, so there's a lot of guys out there. Um, you know, we're not even talking about the quarterbacks. I mean, 
Graham's Graham, unfortunately, Wisconsin's not having a Graham a good year. I don't know how much that's Graham's fault. I don't know how much of offensive line they've gotten for yeah. him. But uh, how about last week? Uh, you had uh, um, Ronnie Bell scoring a touchdown against Ar- Arlen Bruce and Nile. Of course, that's Kendrick Bell's old, older brother. Older brother, yeah. Uh, you had the, two, uh, two Simone Award winners right. in the same game. Yeah. So, I mean, you could you if you're paying attention, there's a lot of really good football players. I think in the last ten years that the teams, I think that the success of the D twos got the FCS guys down here, and then mm-hmm. you know the Darius Shepherds who like went to North Dakota State, those guys, and now the now the Power Fives are going, you know, back making sure they're looking and, and taking care of Kansas City. So that's good to see. Yeah. By the way, the path for uh, the path for Rashad White, he went to Nebraska Kearney, Kearney and then someplace called Mount San Antonio College. Guess what? Guess where that's at? California. It is. It's in California. I would have thought I Texas knew it was a California Juco. I told you he's my guy. So I, I watched some... Juco and then Arizona State. <laughs> yeah, I, t- I watched a ton. So, they, I mean, you know, he was getting 100, 110, 120 yards a game. At Arizona State last year, so I mean, they were talking about him all the time. He was kind of their guy. So, yeah. uh, unfortunately, Herm got fired. I love Herm, but uh, no, that was that was. I still haven't found a West Coast team this year. I, I you know, I I, I try to find one. Well, because it's a. I found one, and, and let me know which teams to bet on since I'm over in Kansas. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, you can bet. I can't. It, <laughs> I I like to find them, and it's it's not an it's never the top dogs are mm-hmm. playing at eleven o'clock at night. It's that middle of the Pac-12 that are that are playing you know because arizona state was kind of a 500 team and uh you know it was it was it's those guys that are playing and um you know i saw oregon um two weeks ago and i i I told you that that the greg i texted greg jones when i saw him on tv and said hey you're on my tv and then he asked me about how yeah yeah. did and i had the big long text about mizzou losing to auburn so yeah i mean it's i i i'm really way far in not having found a a west coast team yet then it Maybe that's just because there hasn't been one that's consistently on, right? In that well, spot where Arizona State has been. Work on it. Maybe you'll have one by next week, and maybe have a hat on for them. Yeah. I, well, I was, I'm trying to think if I got any hats with any West Coast teams. No. I used to have a 49ers hat back in the day. We've gone way too long here. We can <laughs> you know, muse about this after uh, after we're done. All right, we're gonna check on out of here. Enjoy the games on Friday nights wherever you're at. Be sure to check out uh, PrepsKC.com for up-to-minute scores all over the Kansas City metro area. Then check out Dion, and then it'll be Haley, I believe, on Friday mm-hmm. night for Under the Lights on KSHB 41, our 15-minute uh, high school football highlight show, plus uh, analysis from Dion. It's a fun show each and every night. We'll be all around the city with highlights, hopefully, of your game. For Dion, I'm Mick. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.